Set your phasers to sexy Welcome, loyal listeners of True North Nerds, to more bonus content uh, uh, given by the amount of listeners we've been having on it. Uh, the bonus content's been uh, been happily welcomed by you, so we thought we would make more. Uh, this episode, we're just going to talk about uh, our favorite '80s and '90s action films that are kind of hidden gems. Like we're we're going to skip over like the Rockies and the Diehards and the Rambo's and Arnold Schwarzenegger's major movies and go for the ones that are good, but maybe have kind of gotten lost in the shuffle over the couple of years. So for this panel I assembled, we have a regular co-host Ryan is here. Hello. And uh, returning from a long absence, Snowhawk Cosplay, Ed Campbell is joining us. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, Ed and is apparently with a robot. A robot. <laughs> What's that? Oh, that's, you, you kind of garbled out there technolo- technology-wise. Uh, tech, the, the wonders tech. of Wi-Fi. And last Am I coming in through clear now? Oh, that's now like, much better. And okay, there we go. So Ed Campbell is here. (laughs) And finally, a gentleman we have talked about and mentioned on many an episode, but we've never actually had on. Coming from the mighty Geek Hard Radio, we have Mr. Green, James Green himself. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for joining us. Uh, it, it, this is the prime excuse to have like our little bit of a crossover episode because you know, it, like we, we've we've mentioned you and vice versa in passing. I'm sure, like here and there, but I've never actually had you on one of our proper shows. So I would, I have. I want come, every 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 episode listed so that I can go back and listen to what kind of shit talk you were doing for me. Oh, hey, I'm not Andrew. I don't shit talk you. <laughs> I, I, I have nothing but good like things that. to say about you, James. Yeah, it's, and we see you at conventions and stuff, but now with with convention season looking like it's going to be tanked for the summer, it's uh, the, this will have to do for now. Unless you live in Tampa. Well, huh. But that's for a whole other show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so the the mission that I put out to the guests was kind of pick out uh, favorite action movies and action movies that you you really like, but have maybe gotten lost in the shuffle, specifically from the eighties and nineties, which were kind of like a real sort of high point, at least in the amount made of the action film genre. So uh, let's uh, let's start off with one of our special guests. Uh, let's go with Ed to begin with. Oh, good! I get to pick all the good ones off the bat. <laughs> so, am I still garbled? Nope. Nope. Still you're good now. Voice? 
No, nope. nope. right. not robot so, anymore. Gotcha. Okay, so um, since you said like one or two, it's kind of tough to narrow it down. I have my go-to that I spout off. So like if someone says, oh, did you ever watch No, I was too busy growing up watching Red Dawn, Robocop, and Return of the Jedi. So we got to take Return of the Jedi off the list. I'm going to Red Dawn and Robocop. Oh, Red Dawn's a good one. Uh, it's, well, you thief! You thief! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew that was going to happen. That's okay. I've got, I've growing got up, well, growing up in the '80s, you can't get any more than the whole Red Menace and the commies are coming to invade Wolverines and a bunch of kids fighting back and I rewatched the movie here about a month ago and like i love it even more now that i'm in my 40s and when i first got back when i was like 12 years old and looking back at the the actors who were involved in that film too it's kind of like a you know a, a, a snapshot of guys who were going to become much bigger when the 80s rolled around like a, like later on in the 80s well, and it's basically the brat pack with guns. <laughs> that should be a movie unto itself. <laughs> like like a, a zombie survival movie at a party at Judd Nelson's house. Well, didn't they, didn't uh, Seth Rogen do that movie? Yeah, but it was, it was him and his friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie sucked. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna hold, uh, hold back on it. Nope, no one's asking uh, you to. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm taking it, James. That was one of the ones that you had kind of picked out as well. Well, I thought about it, but I, you know, I've changed my oh. mind now, so it's okay. fine. <laughs> well, did you have any comments on Red Dawn since you had thought about it previously? Oh well, of course, man. Like like Ed said, like Red Dawn. Growing up, like that was that was one of my movies, right? Like I, I remember. Uh, being in in grade school and like daydreaming about and this is how stupid we were as children I remember daydreaming about like you know the inevitable invasion of Canada and how like you know we're going to fight back and I was like you know nine years old right like I'm just like I'm totally going to pick up an M16 and start killing people right because it's so readily available in Canada right so but that was like that was my childhood as soon as I saw that movie I was like yeah that was all I cared about for a while you know, it was because I, I remember like just watching it and, uh, you know, and I think Ed and I are on the same page, right? Like, it's just like, it was just one of those movies for the 80s, you know, and not every, not every kid watched it, though. That was the weird part. I don't know why. I don't know why. And definitely no ladies watched it. But all the dudes, it was like a 50-50 split in uh, in my circles about who watched it growing up. It, it's just really weird. Which is why that remake was such a fucking disaster. And it's one of those movies, I remember recording it off the television on debated. I remember buying the VHS, I bought the DVD, I just have it to Blu-ray. You know, it's one of those, it's a video Hmm. Okay. Well, from Ed, we'll go to our next special guest, Mr. Green. What was what is your alternate choice or the the one you thought more of? I guess. 
You still there, James? I'm still here, Brent. I don't know if anybody <laughs> else is. I'm oh, this is well, comedy of errors. They, they, the, Russian, the Russians cut off James. <laughs> I think the Russians are cutting. The Russians are cutting into your signal. Well, am I still? Maybe I better. I might have to go upstairs. I'm down in the port, the solitude here. I haven't uh, moved. I'm not walking. Okay. Well. Let's go to Ryan then. <laughs> this might require some editing on my part. Uh, okay. Well, I'm, as we all know, not as big a movie aficionado as uh, as, the, as the rest of you are. But uh, I did do some thinking, and I came up with a, a handful of uh, 80s and minor more 90s movies uh, that are like the, the kind of the ones you the action movies that we've forgotten about. Under Siege. Oh, you. To quote Mr. Green, you thief, you. (laughs) I can remember the first time I saw this movie, and it it wasn't in theaters. It was playing at night on, like, city TV or something like that. And uh, I happened to to tune in, change the channel, and tune into the part when... um, well, everybody, every young boy's favorite part of that movie. Uh, when Erica Laniac comes out of the cake. Yes. 40, 47 <laughs> minutes and 13 seconds. <laughs> I didn't know the timing, but... <laughs> Did you look that up, Ed? Like, specifically? Yeah, yeah. In college, you used to, every time we talk about Under Siege, you'd be like, 47-13, what's that? Oh. About forward to 47-13. <laughs> really that I late in the movie huh well, that means there's like a good amount of setup beforehand yeah, yeah there's there's story before the boobies yeah well it makes sense by the time she jumps out of the cake he's already running around killing people right so. oh that's true yeah because she get she gets she knocks herself out yeah she early. takes some uh some some tummy some tummy pills because she had an upset stomach Oh, uh, a- that was my that was my first choice. Yeah, uh, I do have I have two others. Uh, one I didn't is borderline if it counts as an action movie. Uh, I know it's categorized more of a thrill or drama, but Backdraft. Okay, uh, I I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of action with fire. Uh, and then well, my other one was just another classic uh, Tremors. Yeah, no. I'm okay with Tremors on this list. Oh yeah, Tremors is uh, I. So I feel a little bad, but good about this. I ended up buying it's either the four movie or five movie collection at Walmart because not that I wanted the other Tremors, but it was cheaper to buy the five pack than it was to buy Tremors on Blu-ray by itself. So I bought the five pack, and I don't think I've touched the other ones. Oh, but you have them, so you you win. See, and I don't mind two because because uh, Fred Ward's in that one. Isn't Fred Ward in the other ones? 
No, by that point, uh, Michael Gross took over. Oh, oh, okay. I see. No, I meant like sort of the previous one, but okay, I get, I get you. It was he's in two, and then it stop. Yeah. He stops. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So basically, two kind of carries on the original story. Like basically, he gets the girl in in the second movie, and then by the rest of them, it's just you know family ties blowing up shit. Yeah. Yeah, like then, the latest one takes place in the Arctic or something. Oh, yeah, there's one like, of them that takes place in the past, like in like Cowboys times. Oh, that actually sounds kind of no, interesting. Tremors is kind of like uh, uh, Puppet Master. There's like a million sequels that nobody knows about. Yeah, and then a and whole there was TV, a TV show too. <laughs> yeah, that also starred Michael Gross. Yeah, and they <laughs> and they, Doc they, Brown. Yeah. They tried for another TV show a couple of years ago with Kevin Bacon too. Like they did a pilot and it just wasn't picked up. But uh, and they're I, apparently I, trying something else again. Like it's coming around again. Oh, with with all the streaming services. That's well, this is it, right? So you get all the streaming services on the go now. Everybody's looking for new content, and you're gonna get more graboids because you know it, there's a there's a thing there. And if they can get Kevin Bacon back, then you know people for sure will watch. Yeah. And he needs to start making more stuff again so that it's easier to get six degrees to him. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole new generation of actors that haven't acted near him, so. Yeah, but you can still make it work through all of his other people that he's worked with who are working with those actors. So it still yeah. all kind of, you know, makes it happen. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now that we've got James back, uh, James, what is the the movie you went with? Um, I okay. So I have a specifically an '80s film, and uh, I'm going to go a little off the reservation here, uh, but it is actually one of my favorite all-time films, and that is uh, 1981 Stripes. Yes. Yep. Okay. I can get it. Uh, I can see it. Yeah, no, because like obviously it's a comedy, but at the same time there is a lot of action in the film, um, and you know this was one of the very first films I ever saw with Bill Murray. Uh, I had saw, uh, actually no, actually I think it is the very first film I ever saw with Bill Murray. Now that I think of it, no, no, sorry, that's Ground uh, Caddyshack. This is the second film I saw with him, but I remember watching this again. Boobies. You mean you didn't see Ghostbusters? Dude, I saw Ghostbusters in the theater. I'm saying as I saw Caddyshack and Stripes well before Ghostbusters. Well, didn't you say, well, when did Stripes come out? 1981. Yep. Oh, you said said 91 earlier. That's what threw me off. Okay. No, I said 1981. 81? I heard 90. Sorry, my bad. You're fired. Good. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Now that Ryan's gone, we can get on to the real show. No, I'm just joking. No, it, it's uh, that film. Uh, it's Ivan Reitman. That film is amazing. Bill Murray is amazing. John Candy is awesome. Yes. Uh, you know, you're a lean, mean fighting machine. You know, like it's like so many good things in this. And the whole like third act of the film is just amazing to to watch because what is set up as an essential, essentially a workplace comedy then turns into an 80s action film. Hmm. 
and it kind of does if you because of its of its of its uh, timeline, like compared to the rest of the '80s, it kind of does set up what we get out of things like you know Lethal Weapon or Another Forty Eight Hours or uh, Beverly Hills Cop, like those kinds of let's set up some you know drama comedy to start the first hour of the film and the second hour of the film. You know, we're going to get into like the more actiony stuff, and Stripes fills that, although more heavily on the comedy, of course, throughout. Yeah, and and weirdly, it also goes into the comedy strain too, because the the first chunk of Stripes is sort of sets up like Police Academy in a lot of ways. Yes, you know, like which, the, which the, I the also thought about that this. shouldn't be there. <laughs> yes, I, I thought about Police Academy, but it's not as actiony. Yeah, as, no. You know, like there's a whole sequence in quote unquote Czechoslovakia, uh, which I swear to God is like Idaho, um, in which they, uh, uh, you know, they go to have to invade because uh, Sergeant Hulka has been captured by accident because he's trying to find these idiots and the whole regiment gets fucking taken. Um, you know, like and this movie has so many great scenes, like the whole thing with the, the parade when they're about to lose. And they're going to get kicked out, and they they come in at the last second. They're barely wearing any clothes, and they and they do the Dua Diddy march on the way in. Like that's a great scene. Like they own it. Yep. Everything about that movie is amazing. Was uh, Harold Ramis a writer on it? Uh, he, I believe he's a writer. I'm trying to remember if he's credited. Yes, he is credited. As yeah. A I was trying to remember if that it, it's kind of I believe it's kind of like the same thing that happened with Ghostbusters is where he got he came on as a writer and then they suckered him into being an actor in it. Like he didn't really be planned to be part of the movie. And Ghostbusters was the same way, too, I believe, is like, ah, come in and help us write this and do the script for it. And uh, why don't you play one of the Ghostbusters while you're at it? Well, you know. Like, he is such a great, well, he's a great comedic actor. And mm. him with Murray is like, this is why this film works so much. Right? So it's like, it's with all of that. And plus, you know, PJ Souls was like, you know, my big crush as a child, you know, because uh, she's super hot. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, you have, you have Sean Young, who's also super hot. Yeah, I, I just did. Uh, he killed by Michael Myers. Yeah. Yeah, I I just did composers with uh, Alex's podcast last night. We just recorded a, an episode. They had me on to do Blade Runner, mm. and and like that, it, it's it's amazing to see her like that young and not corrupted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's yeah. it's kind of like the purest form of Sean Young you could get. But uh, good choice. I, I, I'm digging the, the lineup so far. Uh, I'm going to throw in my slight oddball. Uh, I had Under Siege as well uh, initially because it's it's one of those movies that like it did quite well. But there's that whole sort of little spate of decent action movies that did really good box office but have kind of disappeared into the ether from the 80s and 90s. That's kind of why I wanted to do the show about that in particular. Like, because it was a hit. Movies like Twister, too, uh, have just kind of disappeared from the conversation. And it was a massive hit at the time. You say that, but Twister's... here. You don't have cable. Twister is on cable all the time. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. 
And that's why I miss cable. <laughs> See, and I just actually, like, Stripes is on Netflix now, and I keep, it's on my list. I keep meaning to watch it. But I just watched the end of it a couple weeks ago, flipping through the channels, and it's like, oh, shit. So this is Stripes. Caught the end of it, just sitting there watching it, on, you know, with commercials and stuff. But it's funny, the you know, yeah, you know, the one benefit of cable, the randomness. Yeah, but you'd seen Stripes before, though, right? Oh, oh yeah. No, I've seen yeah, Stripes okay. before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, just making sure. Because that was another thing when I was growing up. There was a lot of kids I knew growing up who had never seen Stripes because they're obviously – their parents weren't going to let them because of all, you know, all the swearing and everything. Like, I'm like, get out of here. Now, the movie, I might not have hilarious. seen it until much later. Like, I didn't see it as a kid for that, you know. Uh, yeah, like, 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 like I always tell Ed when he tells me, why didn't you see this? He came out. The, I said, well, what year did it come out? And he's like, you know, 1985. I like, well, I was five. And what's your excuse? You know, you're, you're, 20, you're 40 now. Why haven't you seen it? Well, it wasn't on my radar. But, uh. You know, like something like Stripes. Yeah, no, that one I saw at least when I was in my teens at some point. But I didn't, yeah, like clearly I didn't see it until sometime in the late 90s probably. Well, I remember Stripes being on television, but it was edited to shit. Oh, oh yeah. They, yeah. That was, you know, like, uh, what, what was it? Uh, Mother CBS? Hubbard? No, 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 no. It was oh. like, see, this is like, this is like in 1984 or whatever, right? But it was like, they would say things like Mother Hubbard or, you know, like weird <laughs> shit like that, right? Like just... You're like, what? You know, it's just like, it made no sense. Or the, you know, I can, I can accept bl- like the blank spots over, you know, certain yeah. swearing. Mm. Instead of Mr. Falcon. Oh my God. Just like, stop, you know, like get out of here with that nonsense. I can't stand when they do that. And Stripes has a lot of swearing. Yeah. So my other film, I, I wasn't sure if this classified as an action film or not, but in the Wikipedia, it does list it as an action thriller. So we'll be the uh, judge of this with a little bit of leniency is 1989's Black Rain starring Michael Douglas and Andy Garcia. Such a good film. That's an action action movie because Paramount back in the 90s used it as one of the bases for its action showcase. Okay, there we go. I have corroboration of it. Yeah, well, they used to used to play holding out for a hero as the as the backer to it. So it would be like clear and present danger, witness, black rain. They were all in that action movie promo that used to be on the front of the VHS. So okay, I'll let you take black rain because it is an action. Yeah, and it's just it. It looks so good because it's Ridley Scott directing an action movie. And he was coming off of a couple losers at the time, like at the box office. But one of which being Legend, which a lot of us like now, obviously. But at the time, it didn't do very well. So there was that. And there there was one, I think it's Someone to Watch Over Me was the other one he did that didn't do quite well. And Blade Runner had, while had critical success hadn't done well at the box office and this is one of the ones that while not a huge hit was pretty solid and watching it as an adult it's just it looks so good the story is fairly straightforward but the the characters have a little bit of depth to them like that the fact that michael douglas plays like a dirty cop and but gets some redemption at the end of the movie and oh 
It's and it has like an awesome VHS movie poster cover with him in the in the jacket and the sunglasses oh, yeah. and the motorbike. It, it just it, it like that poster just screams I love that to me movie. like eighties. Yeah, I love that and movie. It, it's so good. And it doesn't like it. It's one of those movies again that like it's not lost, lost, but it doesn't get brought up that much anymore. And I think it's a little bit of a shame because it's it's a solid movie that people should see. Oh, I I would totally agree that it gets lost. I don't because honestly, until you mentioned it, I had completely forgotten about it, and I like the movie. Mm. Well, here's here's another Michael Douglas forgotten one from the '90s: The Ghost in the Darkness. Oh, such a good movie. Oh, yeah. I I remember that one not too long ago because of that Val Kilmer book that's been going around. And that's one of the roles that they kind of mention is like one of his sort of last really popular and huge acting parts is that movie. But on a whole, that movie is just really well done. Oh, yeah. No, that's a great movie too. That's uh that's there's Michael Douglas had that like stretch between like about late eighties to about late late nineties. He he basically did no wrong in the theaters. You know, just solid movies all along. Yeah, and even the ones that like the I think there's probably a couple like box office missteps, but you go back and watch them now. They turned out pretty good. Like War of the Roses, I don't think did well in theaters. No, but now it's like, wow, that's actually a, a pretty good film on a whole. I remember seeing that when I was like, whatever when it came out. I was, I don't know, I think it was about fourteen or fifteen at the time. Yeah. and uh, I, I remember liking it a lot. But it's a dark film. That is a dark, dark, oh. dark film. Mm-mm. Funny as shit, but dark. Especially that ending, <laughs> super super dark. And and going back to like the the action aspect is like I honestly don't mind like I think I think romancing the stones pretty good for what it is. You know, it's, yeah. it's kind of an Indiana Jones ish sort of movie, but it it was a lot of fun. Oh, it's totally cashing in on Indiana Jones. That that's that's very clear. But it's mm. a lot of fun. It, like him and uh, what's her face. Uh, playing off of each other was 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 fantastic, and of course Danny DeVito because well Danny DeVito. <laughs> True, right? Everything well, Danny DeVito and, is, is almost perfect. And Jack Colton yeah. also. How much cooler can you get than carrying a machete and a sh- sawed-off shotgun? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's hard to. So beat. I'm. I was looking at it. And like what he had a like you said, James, I just pulled up his IMDb. So you start at 84 with Romancing the Stone, then Jewel of the Nile. Apparently he was in a chorus line. I I don't remember that. But he's in in a row. you, You basically have Romancing the Stone, Jewel of the Nile, Fatal Attraction, Wall Street, Black Rain, War of the Roses, uh, shining through basic instinct, falling down, which is another one of those movies that is really good and tends to be kind of looked over. Um, then you sort of get in the murkier waters with Disclosure, The American President. Then you go to The Ghost in the Darkness, and then uh, The Game. 
in 97. First of all, do not talk trash about the American president or I'll come over there and bitch slap your face right uh, off. I meant more like due to box office. Like I'm just uh, I'm just just telling you, Brent, I'm just telling you right now, man, don't be good. I I don't know if I've ever seen it, to be completely and utterly honest with you. Obviously, you did not have TBS during the late 90s, early 2000s, because they played it like 75 times in a row every weekend. (laughs) It's like what Ryan said earlier about Twister. That movie was always on TBS. And literally, the the title sounds familiar. I'm just trying to picture the movie. Yeah, it's. I did have a cable then, so. It's him and a single president, isn't he? Yeah, it's like him and, a and, and, Oh, shit. Yeah, his wife said he ends up. Yeah, okay. I've seen that. Yes, you're right. Yeah. It's a good movie. Right. So there, Brent, shut your mouth. I'll come up, I'm going to come up, come up <laughs> and like, carry and you slap look you. Look at that string of movies. Wow. That's like, and even after that, you have a perfect murder, which is like, eh. But you, he followed a perfect murder up with Wonder Boys in 2000 tra- and Traffic. Like, Wonder wow. Boys was great. Yeah. So he, he, you're right. He had like, okay, so Romancing the Stone, 84. And then I would say the, the drop off would have been right after traffic. It get, you get like not years. Yeah. Not necessarily terrible movies, but not exactly great movies either. No, but he had 16 strong years. Apparently he's in an episode of Phineas and Ferb. Because why not? <laughs> that is just kind of surprising. Who isn't? Um, okay, also so uh, yes. I'll go around the uh, the table uh, now that we've got the, the juices going a little bit, um, just to, to get other thoughts. Is there any movies that we that should be brought up in this conversation that haven't? Ed, if you're uh, still there, we'll start with you. Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Yeah, you do love that movie. <laughs> Better to be dead and cool than alive and uncool. Oh, Ed, come on, man. <laughs> it's got uh, no. some it's got some moments to it. I will give you that. That's that's right up oh, there with it, the last Boy Scout. That is a good one, though. Come on, that's not horrible, but you know it's not the greatest movie. But come on, hey, that's a good neither, movie. Neither one of those is anything is clo- resembling even close to Solar Babies. So you guys just need to like. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. So Harley Davidson and the Marble Man. Any anything else you want to pop in there, Ed? Um. Oh, geez. What's the other one? Firestorm? No. The one with Howie Long. The one with oh. Oh, when he's the the fire the the. Yeah, the, I know the one you're talking about. Firefighter. Firefighter. Yeah. yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. I've seen that movie. Firestorm. That's, it is I, Firestorm. Yeah. That I was don't just think a, I ever have. Not in not in its entirety. Like that's what a TBS one that I know I've seen bits and pieces of over the years but i don't know if i've ever sat down and watched the entire thing and oh, i think i rented that one um black dog with patrick swayze yep i know i rented that one that was another one of my guilty pleasures <laughs> well, there's nothing guilty about it you like what you like dude and <laughs> so that one 
Well, and the other ones, I would say that they're forgotten now, but how amazing they were was Young Guns and then Young Guns 2. I, Young Guns nearly made my list. It, it, it was it was up there, and I, I agree with you. The The second one I ha- have a little bit of issue with, but that's a it's more from a historical perspective than anything else but well it's not there was other movies made as the Lincoln County Park you know like you you watch John Wayne's Chisholm and it's about the Lincoln County War and basically the only difference is John Wayne's the one who won the whole thing so yeah uh, James, do you have uh, any other suggestions to throw into the lot? Sure, I do, buddy. I got I got tons of them, but I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna limit myself to two films, two additional films from the '90s this time. And uh, the one of those is uh, '93's "The Three Musketeers" from Disney with Kiefer Sutherland oh, and Char- and Charlie Sheen. Yes. <laughs> I love that movie. I love that movie. It's so cheesy and not realistic in any level, but that's that's a great movie, lots of fun action. And uh and as as annoying as the song is, like it had a great soundtrack otherwise. Like forget the song, but just the uh Oh, like the, the score, you mean? Yeah, the, the just the regular score is is pretty solid for it. That song kind of diminishes it. You know, it's kind of the, like all for one, uh, one uh, for all. <laughs> you yeah. mean that song? Yeah, you know the one that's uh, co-written by uh, the racist. So, yeah. uh, which one? <laughs> oh, Brian Adams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know. He, I didn't. I was so oh, he went. Uh, that this uh, is that's a for a whole other show. Yeah. Oh, is it recent? Oh, okay. is it, yeah. is it, but is it Brent? Is it? It's just public recently. Well, yeah. That's well. That's what I'm. Yeah. Gonna, anyways, besides that, that's not the point though. The film itself, though, tons of fun. Kiefer Sutherland is great. Charlie Sheen is great. Basically, it's Young Guns, but now you know just with swords. And that's, Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt <laughs> is my favorite part of that movie. Oliver Platt is amazing. Well, him and and uh, and uh, 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 Tim Curry. Rock. Tim Curry, thank you, Tim Roth. Jesus, that's a totally different Tim. I got yeah. my British Tims all mixed up. Uh, no, yeah, Tim Curry is amazing in it as uh, Richelieu. And it's oh, it's the dude from The Crow plays the the bad guy, the other bad guy, like the henchman. Yes, uh, 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 what's his what's his nuts here? Uh, the Michael Wincott. Yeah, Michael Wincott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays Rochefort. It's it, the whole thing is just it's such a good movie. It's so much fun. But however. My the my which would be my official other pick for this whole show besides Stripes is 1990s Days of Thunder because come on man Rubin is racing Rubin is racing. I had a discussion with a coworker today when I was telling him coming up with ideas for the podcast and he brought this one up because he's an NASCAR fan and I thought is it really an action movie like it's this is you know this racing. But there's a lot more drama with it's like uh, a little bit of NASCAR racing going on. Listen, uh, I don't is, know. I thought... Is Top Gun uh, an action film? Yes, it is. And guess what? It that's Days of Thunder is just Top Gun with cars. There's really no I made the same difference. point with to- about Top Gun to him though. So oh well, at least you're consistent in your wrongness. Yep. yep. 
you know uh, i i i would argue it, i would argue it's for me it would either be in the action category or sports it, because you know nascar is kind of a sport but i can no. i can see your logic in it it's not a sport it's racing 19, in 1991 if you're going into the convenience store to pick up a vhs what shelf is days of thunder on oh action. okay yep you're right I, I will I will go with that. You hadn't even thought of it that way, but you're right. You know, although in to be in fairness, uh, I remember going into Blockbuster and losing my shit when I saw that uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs was uh, in horror because I totally disagree with that. And I had and I had a nine hour argument with a friend of mine over that. <laughs> wow, you you are nothing if not passionate, Mr. Green. <laughs> Yeah, well, because it's not a it's not a horror movie. I don't care what anybody says. Silence of the Lambs is not a horror movie. What do you classify it as? It's then, a thriller. Out of curiosity, it's a thriller. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, there's there's like what there's like actually there uh, other than the scene with the face, which you don't actually see him rip off. You just see the yeah. aftermath of that. There's really nothing horrific in that film other than what is talked about and suggested. Yeah, or the only other thing I would add is the uh, the head in the jar that they find. Yeah, but even then, you're like, no, uh, not that I'm disagreeing with you, but that would be the the, the two parts. You're right. Is it, yeah. it basically? It's like Psycho. It, it's all more in your head than it actually happens. Yeah, the original Psycho from Psycho Two onward. That's a different argument, right? But well, yeah, yeah. But like, so yes, Days of Thunder would be like Ed is a hundred. Ed's argument is perfectly valid. It's under action because there's sports was usually like actual sports films, you know, like the Stanley Cup playoffs or the Super Bowl or you know sports. Oh, yeah, true, right? Because even sports films like uh, like uh, uh, Mr. Baseball. Uh, Mr. Baseball, Major League, like any of those films, they would all be in like comedy or action. Yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, because you're right. Sports would be, it would be like it would be like those World Series, like the Blue Jays World Series tapes, and then faded Sockum co- one through nine. Yeah, oh and my god, faded covers of WrestleManias one through four. Yeah, it was all always right. like real sports. Yeah. Ryan, did you have any other films that you wanted to throw in here? I do. Ooh. Going back to the conversation I had today, and then, you know, so, and I think I meant we've had this conversation before. Growing up, I, yeah, I liked Top Gun, but I really liked Iron Eagle. Ah. <laughs> you're, not winning, you're not winning me over tonight, Ryan. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Come on, you didn't love Iron Eagle was when you were a kid? No. How, it's the same really? as your... Yeah, I'm surprised, considering your response to seeing uh, Red Dawn and wanting to grab a gun as a kid and, and shoot the, you know, the, the commies as they come over from a fl- uh, fall out of the sky. You wouldn't want to jump into a fighter jet to go and save your dad? In uh, no. not some nondescript... Middle Eastern country. I have no love for that film. I'm, oh. the, I'm one. I'm one of the guys who grew up in the '80s who had no love for Iron Eagle. Oh, yeah, it's true. I'm that weirdo. I, uh, see, I I am one of those people that like 
I saw Iron Eagle first, and I never saw Top Gun until I want to say two years ago, three years ago. What? Yeah. What? I, like I had seen, and even right now, I can't guarantee you that I've seen the thi- like from start to finish, sat down and watched it. I, I oh know God. I've seen a majority of it, which is which is weird because like. Uh, Aside from Scientology, I, I am a fan of Tom Cruise. I like a lot of his films. I, and he's a guy that, like, I don't think enough of his really good work gets discussed. Like, Born on the Fourth of July is one of those movies that has completely disappeared from the conversation of why Tom Cruise is actually a good actor when he when he tries. But for whatever reason, I never really saw Top Gun until uh, a friend of my wife's brought it up to the cottage. And I think I think I watched the whole th- way through. I can't remember if that's a movie that I fell asleep during or not. Oh my <laughs> god. How can you even remotely suggest that that's a possibility? Uh, alcohol and late at night. No. <laughs> okay. You can be my wingman anytime. <laughs> Come on, it's one of Val Kilmer's best roles, and he's only in the movie for three minutes. My a friend in high school, her uncle was the pi- actual pilot that flew for Iceman. Like in the movies, like in the flying parts. Of, nice. Her uncle was the was that pilot, so it's like, yeah. Though there was multiple times we watched this in high school because it just happened to come up. Like my buddies and I were sitting there watching, and she's like, "Oh yeah, my uncle's in this movie." We're like, "What the fuck?" Man. Yeah, well, it's easy to to kind of hide that under a helmet in distance, right? Oh yeah. But anyway, Iron Eagle, come on, man. There's fighter, oh, yeah. there's fighter jets. <laughs> that was your pick. There's there's rock and roll. Like, come on, how could you? Uh, Lou Gossett Jr. Hey, man, oh. it's, it's, it's hard to beat, uh, you know, shirtless men playing beach volleyball in Top Gun. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, Lou Gossett Jr. He was a staple of like pseudo action movies from that era too. Like Beyond Iron Eagle, you have like there's that. There's Enemy Mine, which one of the is best a, one of the best films of the eighties. Yeah, and uh, even Firewalker with Chuck Norris has like oh, it's God. not a great movie, but there's like sort of a charm to the chemistry those two guys had. And then there's also Digstown. Such a good movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bring the, back, weave it back over to Oliver Platt. <laughs> oh, oh, I love yeah. Oliver Platt. No, he's great. Sadly, that Oliver film, of Platt. course, also uh, co-stars the uh, the newly uh, demented and uh, racist James Woods. But, you know, hey, I love that movie still. Yeah, the, well... James Woods now, I assume, is a different person than the James Woods we grew up. I, I think there was a, a, a split in the space-time continuum, and now we've got the shitty James Woods, and then some other realities got the good James Woods. Well, we are living in the darkest timeline, so, so there, there it makes you go. sense. The, the <laughs> or maybe it was. Okay, this is all alleged, but the maybe it's all due to that story that I've heard about him and Sean Young. <laughs> that I, I believe it's in it. Oh, okay. So I alleged, don't sue alleged. me. But the story goes that they were an item at one point, 
and she found out that he was cheating on her and super glued his dick to the inside of his leg. <laughs> okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, not, yeah, to, so, not to be the one receiving it, but for no. as, a joke, as a payback joke in this particular instance, yeah, that's awesome. Assuming it, it's true, all alleged. I, I believe it's in either her book or his book, it, like it, like biography that it, it gets talked about. I'm like, oh, because it would have been around the same period she did that. Um, she was campaigning to be Catwoman, even though Michelle Pfeiffer had already been cast as Catwoman. And <laughs> there was that that crazy like stunt on the Joan Rivers show and all that sort of stuff. It would have been around that same sort of time period. So you can kind of see it. But uh, why let truth get in front of a legend? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's a good story. It doesn't matter what anybody says. That's a really good story. I like that story. Mm. And what the, I, I think the kicker is, is if I'm not mistaken, they like made up after that and were still together like another year. No, that's crazy. That's where I got to draw the line. That's crazy. <laughs> I got to draw the line there. There's no way. If that was yeah. me, no, out the door you go. Oh, well, yeah, but. As we've seen, you are not James Woods, good sir. No, that's, that's right. I All am poor and a good good. guy. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me on this little trip into the 80s and 90s. Uh, I'm going to go around the, uh, the table and just where people can find you. Uh, Ed, where can people locate you on the Internet if they uh, so choose to follow your cosplays and such? If you want to follow my content, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under Snowhawk Cosplay. And basically, if you just type that into the Google machine, it will take you to everything that I slapped that name on. So I'm I'm still amazed that you managed to pull that off. Like there's none of those that you're like Snowhawk 02 or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like you, you got Really good timing. Well, when I get it tattooed on my arm, <laughs> I hope I'm the only one. <laughs> That's a good point. James, where can our listeners find you and your lovely show? Well, that's uh, that's a two-part answer. So, of course, you can check us out at uh, geekhardshow.com. That's where we have all our news, reviews, and, of course, the podcast version of our show, which is available uh, through that way or live Friday nights at 7 p.m. on realityradio101.com every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern. i got to clarify, Eastern, just so people know. Because you don't want to be t- tuning in at 7 p.m. Pacific, and then you're like, why are you listening to ni- uh, 70s rock and roll? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ryan, I guess you can be found on the same show that I can be found. What? Yes. <laughs> find me wherever you find True North Nerds. On uh what Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Find our podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. And our website is truenorthnerds.com. Uh thank That's you. And I, I'm I'm probably going to use you guys again for another episode at the uh, in the future, because we are all sort of still locked down a little bit, and this gives me an excuse to talk shit about movies with some of my favorite people. Sounds good to me. Set your phasers to sexy.
Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. 